Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Father God, we thank you once again this morning. We just exalt your holy name. We worship and give you all the praise because you're wonderful, faithful, precious. As a matter of fact, you said your mercies endure forever and they are renewed, that compassion of yours, every morning. And we believe, Lord, that as we come in today to partake of your spirit, we demand, God, that you feed us again with your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so the fullness of the Holy Spirit, part number six. We're dealing with this and uh, probably coming to where I'm putting stop. There are so many things the Lord is sharing with me. But we may come to a stop after this and, and go into something else. And then you go back and review all of the things that the Lord has been sharing with us. Again, John 1, 15, 16 is our main text. John 1, 16, 16. John bear witness of Jesus and Christ, saying, This was he of whom I spake, he that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And then verse number 16 says, And of his fullness have we all received, and grace for grace. Amen? Hallelujah. Now go with me to John 3.34 again. John 3.34. Hallelujah. So for him whom God, that is Jesus, has sent, speaketh the wells of God, for God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. I explained this extensively to you last time. God did not give the spirit of Jesus by measure. And now he's saying that out of that fullness of the measure of the spirit, we have received grace for grace. Amen? Out of that fullness that is in Christ, we have received grace for grace. And this is very, very important you understand. I'm trying to explain to you that the Holy Spirit is fully in your life. The Holy Spirit is not something that comes and goes. The Holy Spirit is resident. As a matter of fact, you have become the tabernacle of God. And the Bible says, I will dwell in them. I will live in them. I will walk in them. Hallelujah. And they shall be called my sons and daughters. 2 Corinthians 6. Remember that? Good. He wants to dwell in you. He wants to live in you. He wants to express himself to you. When he walks in you, he's manifesting his goodness in your life. Whatever thing that he's doing is the expression of his presence in your life. That is why you say the Bible says, when you shall lay hands on the sick, the Bible says they shall recover. What do you think God is talking about? When you lay hands on the sick, there's an expression of the spirit coming out of your hand. That is God walking through you. Amen. Praise the living God. That is God moving through you. So what I'm saying is, you benefit from the Holy Spirit that is resident in your life. You have to develop that awareness, that consciousness, that reality that He resides in you and you are the carrier of the Holy Spirit. That's what I'm trying to make you see. And that there is no need for you to benefit. Like I said in the very beginning, if I may have to recap a little bit, we made us to understand that Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost and power. And because he has to do science, I want us to prove that he is the Messiah. How many of you remember that? Good. We also said that Barnabas was full of Holy Ghost and faith. And that faith was what enables him to be able to sell a piece of land and give the money to the disciple without thinking twice about who gets the money, how is the money being used. <laughs> Sometimes we go to church, when we give an offering, we want to find out what is the money being used for. I mean, how is the person using the money? And my people like Barnabas wouldn't think about that because they are people of faith. 
They give the money, they know it's given to the apostles, and they know they're going to make good use of it. As a matter of fact, you're giving it to God, you're not giving it to a man. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Good. So you need to understand that. It, that's part of what you benefit from the Spirit. The Bible says it was full of faith and the Holy Ghost. And we talk about the deacons that were full of faith and wisdom. And we said expressly that you need wisdom to settle disputes and conflicts. I'm just trying to recap because I may not be going back to this subject. Maybe some other time I can. But I need you to catch what I'm saying. Praise God somebody. Hallelujah. So that's the point. He was full of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said God did not give the Holy Spirit to him in measure. No, 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 no. He had it in full. And so out of that fullness, we are partaking of that same spirit. Is that okay? Good. Hallelujah. Okay. I want to share a few things now just to remind you. As I'm going to be running up. Look at Matthew 28 verse 19. 28 verse 19 and 20. Okay. Go ye therefore. Talking to disciples. Talking to you and I. And teach all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. I may not have time to explain all of this. No, back there, verse 19. Teaching, baptizing. Baptizing is not really taking them into the river. You don't baptize nations. What he's saying is, you immerse them into the awareness or realization of the Father. The dimension of the Father, of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Is that okay? Are you with me? Right. And that's why you find that the Bible tells us that Moses, the children of Israel were baptized unto Moses. When you are baptized unto somebody, you come into obedience. You come into agreement with the person's life or doctrine. That's what it means. So, we have the dimension of the Father. We, the Jews, believe that God was a Father. And then when Jesus came, as the Son. But the Jews never believed in the Son. Right? The fact that Jesus was not the Messiah. Right? And then you have the dimension of the Holy Spirit. But it's the same God. So if he revealed himself as a father to the Jews, to all mankind, and like I always said, the people say, well, he's a God of the Jews. We don't believe in that God. Then he came as the son. And people again say, well, we don't believe that Jesus is the son of God. And God said, okay, if that's the case, I'm going to come to you as the Holy Spirit. And that's my final card. To get you back to me. To get that relationship that I want from you and to you. I need to get you back to me. So I've come to you as my as a father. You won't recognize me. You won't believe me. I come to you as a son. You won't believe me. Now I'm coming to you as the Holy Spirit. That's why the Bible says if you don't have the Holy Spirit or receive the Holy Spirit. Then you have no forgiveness. You have no repentance. Whatever the case may be. You can't be saved. Because that's the last card that God has put in place to bring man back unto himself. Are you following that? But the same God that's moving in his dimension. So when you have the Holy Spirit, you have all of God. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Come on. Is anybody following this? So now he's saying when you move to the nation, bring the people into this awareness. Bring them into this relationship. Bring them into this communion that they have to have God as their father. Are you there with me? And then you have Christ as the Redeemer, as the Messiah. And they have to have the Holy Spirit that reminds you everything about who Jesus is, everything about righteousness. This is just the workings of God. Go to the nations and do this. That's what he's saying. Okay, look at the next thing. And he said, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. 
and listen. I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. I am with you always. Now, it didn't say always. Maybe you read it again. What do you see there? <laughs> you know what that means? In the midst of storm, I'm with you. In the midst of famine, I'm with you. In the midst of troubles, I'm with you. In the midst of plenty, I'm with you. In the midst of even when you are sick, I am with you. All way, in all condition, in all circumstance, I am with you. The Lord will not forsake you. Did you get that? And you have to recognize this. That's why when the storm was there in the boat, the disciples were wondering if he was still alive. But he made them to understand, I'm right here. For I'm with you always. Recognize that in the first place. No matter your condition, no matter what you're passing through, know one thing for sure. The Lord is with you. I am with you always. When he say hello, he say, look. Pay close attention. Recognize this fact. I am with you always. No matter what you are passing through. Are you still that with me? Even if your children's head is upside down, I am still with you. <laughs> you got to be patient with him. Amen? You got to be patient with God when you look at certain situations. Why do you need to know what I'm talking about? So that you don't come into a place of wrong confessions. Is God still alive? <laughs> I, I hope inside if we go to serve God, therefore, is God still alive? Praise the living God. But recognize this fact. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. He promises to be with you. He's not going to forsake you. He's not abandoning you. No matter your situation, no matter what you're going through right now, recognize one fact. Jesus is alive and is with you as by the Holy Spirit. Praise the living God. And you see here. Okay, so this is one I want you to really, really see and it's very important. Go with me to First John. One of the ways you're going to be expressing the fullness of God in your life. First John 4 verse 11. First John chapter 4 verse 11. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love what? One another. One another. One another. Hallelujah. And look at the next thing. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. And his love is perfected in us. <laughs> one of the proofs, the evidences by which you really show that God is resident in you is the amount of love that you show. Did you get that? Listen. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us. Remember, He said, I will not leave you. <laughs> Are you getting that? So, you see, God dwelleth in us and His love is perfected in us. In other words, the Lord will come to the place of maturity where we express love to one another. Did you get that? Praise the living God. Remember, look at it. God so loved the world, isn't it? That He gave His only begotten Son. How do we prove that that love has come to the place of maturity? It's loving one another. That's what he's saying. 
Let's look at it again. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God will let in us. And his love, what is his love? God's love. He gave Christ his love. The love which is Christ is what? Is matured in us. Is perfected in us. The proof of Christ in your life is how much love you can express to one another. Did you get that? And this is beyond the Holy Spirit. I want you to catch you because it's so vitally important. Look at verse 13. Hereby we know that we dwell in him. He doesn't only dwell in us, we also dwell in him. And he is in us. Because he has given us what? Of his spirit. This is the proof. What is the proof? That he dwells in us, we dwell in him, and we express love through the spirit given to us. So the evidence of you being full of the spirit is the amount of love that you share one another. Are you listening to me? No man has seen God at any time. So what is that supposed to mean? Evidently he's trying to tell you something. If you see your neighbor, you're seeing God because God dwells in that person. I mentioned that sometime here in this place. If I ask you the question, what is the opposite of God? What are you going to tell me? You say the opposite of God is the devil. No. Opposite of God is God. Because when God looks, he doesn't see the devil, he sees God in you. So the opposite of God is God. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying here? I know you can't put devil and God apart. No, 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 no. God doesn't see you. I mean, he doesn't see the devil. He sees love. He sees God. God is light. In him is no darkness at all. And that light has dwelled in you. And what did he say? You are the light of the world. So when God is looking at you, he sees light. Light is looking unto light. Come on, somebody. Praise God. This is the evidence that we have. That he dwells in us. What is the evidence that we dwell in him? He not because he has given us what? Of his spirit. That is out of his spirit. is giving us that dimension. Did you get that? Praise God. And so we're living out, out of that measure. That dimension of spirit that has given to us. Which has to do with the love of God. As we look at people. We show love. The evidence. The manifesting. The expression of the Holy Spirit in your life. Is a dimension of love that you show to people. Praise God, somebody. Are you sitting there with me? God so loved the world that He gave. And no man has seen God at any time. And so when we come to the place of expressing love, God dwells in us, it's revealed in and through us. And the proof is He's given up out of that dimension of spirit of love, He had deposited that in our hearts. So love flows from us unconditionally. Love flows from us without somebody asking for it. It is just our nature. And I've only said it before. You see, you don't teach people. I said that, and, and sometimes people get me wrong when I say this. You don't teach people some of the things that is called the fruit of the Spirit. You remember, I've mentioned that to you before. It's a nature. Right? You, love is a nature. Temperance is a nature. Forgiveness, all of those things, they are just your nature. They are your character. They are actually your name. Praise God. You, you can't teach people to do that. 
It's just that you can't teach people to steal. You can't teach people to abuse other people. You can't teach people to insult elderly ones. You don't teach anybody to do that. They do that because it's the nature of the Adamic life that they're expressing. So when you begin to have Christ, you begin to express God. You express through the Spirit. You can love people. You can have lost suffering. You can have temperament. You can have patience. You can have meekness. You can have gentleness. Praise God, somebody. Are you still there with me? Because that is your nature. I don't have to teach you to love people. I don't have to teach you to be temperance. I don't have to teach you to be meek and gentle. No. I can't teach you to do those things. The more you have Christ, the more those things flows out of your life. They are part of the fruit of the Spirit. You got to get that. Fruit of the Spirit. Remember, remember what he said here. And he's giving us what? The Spirit. Out of his Spirit. We all of that. So, when you have the Spirit, what's the next thing? All the things I mentioned in Galatians chapter 5 and 2021, 20, all of them will begin to flow out of your life. Nobody teaches you to do that. It's just your nature. Amen? I can't even teach you to smile. It's your nature to smile. Amen. Can I get one from you? Praise God. Hallelujah. You see what I'm saying? It's just your nature. When you are, when you are happy, why would you smile? I mean, talk about that. When, when you know God is with you, joy will just be flowing out of your life. You see yourself smiling, no matter what is going on. Out of His Spirit is giving us all of those things. Are you there with me? So, I'm saying you've got to come to the place of manifesting the spirit that's resident within you. Because out of the fullness of that spirit, he has given us of his spirit. Amen, somebody. Praise God. Go with me to Ephesians 1 verse number 12. I mean 17. Ephesians 1 verse number 17. Uh, let me read from the King James. It said, Ephesians 1 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ... The Father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saint. That to say, there are things that the saint inherits. Amen? It's part of what I was saying. There are things we inherit. What you inherit, you don't struggle for. What you inherit, you don't, you don't, you don't, I mean, you're not going to work for it. You just inherit it because he has some. Did you get that? So, out of the major blast spirit, there are things that we have inherited or we ought to be inherited. It's not something we struggle for. Right? The eyes of understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the same. What's the next verse? And he's saying, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards all who believe according to the workings of his mighty power. Amen. And what's the next thing? The working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at high, set him at his own right hand, where in the heavenly places. And I want you to take these last two verses. There is an energy that God exalted on the body of Christ. And guess what? In the truth, and this energy didn't come from outside of Jesus, it was right within Jesus. That is why he could see corruption. That is why he could see decay. That same energy that was in him quickened the dead body of Jesus and caused him to walk out of the cemetery. Hallelujah. 
He said, remember what Jesus said. I have power to lay down this body. And I have power to do what? To take it again. He said, that is what the Father has given unto me. So, what was the power? The Spirit. This is what you see here. Go back again. Go back again to verse 19. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1.19. Look at it. And he said, And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Remember he's talking about inheritance. Inheritance is that which is within. Which has to do from that which the Holy Spirit has given to us. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us? Was, who believe? According to the working of his mighty power. That energy. Is that okay? Right. Which what happened? Look at the next scene of verse 20. Which he wrought in Christ. When he raised him from the dead. And set him at his own right hand. Where? In heavenly places. Praise God. So the energy of God. That was resident in Christ. Is what gave life to the dead body of Jesus. And brought him out of the grave. Set him up on high. When you have the spirit within you, there is something that happens within your body. Are you still there with me? <laughs> I need you to pick this. We need to understand how powerful the workings of the Holy Spirit really is within our system. So, if you are sick, there is something that ought to be working out of your body and healing your physical body. That is the inheritance you've gotten from the Lord. Are you seeing this? <laughs> I wish you can catch this. <laughs> Somebody will ask me, how many people come for deliverance? I mean, what I would call counseling, deliverance, some of those things, every Tuesday. I said, not many. He said, Why? I said, because they have no need of it. Because they understood certain things about their lives and what to do with their lives. I don't even get in this. What I know, and it's working for me, I don't go looking for it. If churches were to teach their people the power that they carry within them, the counseling and, and deliverance line will reduce. I don't know if you are following what I'm saying. The deliverance line will come down. But the people don't know what they carry. They don't know what is the inheritance in their life are safe. They don't know it. I told the person, you know I travel a lot. He said yes. If all of them must wait for me every day to attend to them, and I'm not in the country. So what happens? Praise God. You see, the world tells us, we should equip the saints for the work of ministry. It is you that ought to be doing ministry, not me. It is you that should be in the marketplace giving deliverance to people, not me. I give you the knowledge. You take it out there. And set people free. That's my responsibility. 
So you must know what you carry. You must know what's right on your inside. That's what I'm saying. Praise God. Say, Pastor, this one you're saying now, you're saying we should not come. That's not what I said. <laughs> Praise the living God. Are you still with me? But you see, but you need to be equipped. You need to understand this. So that even in your homes, when your children have certain things, there is a level of ministration that you have to be able to, to demonstrate because of what you carry. Do you understand what I mean by that? Praise God. Somebody came to me and said, Pastor, I have this dream. I said, that's wonderful. What is the meaning of your dream? He said, that's why I came. I said, but I taught you before. So, first explain to me. Do you understand that? First tell me your dream. It was you, God gave the dream. You tell me what God is telling you. <laughs> we just start laughing. You understand that? But I need you to be equipped. And that's what makes you a saint. The inheritance is not in the pastor. The inheritance is in, who? It's in the saints. Through the Holy Spirit. That energy that lifted up Jesus from the grave is resident in your life. Can I hear an element to that? Praise God. Oh. Let me just go down very quickly. A few things I need to say on this. I mean, so much, but I don't want to go about that. Go with me to Romans chapter 8, verse number 6. Romans 8, verse number 6. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. To be carnally minded is dead, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Where you have peace <laughs> is when you set your affections on the things of the Father. I'm going to explain through another translation what it means to be carnally minded. Amen? Okay, just move on. Next verse says, Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the laws of God, neither indeed can be the carnal mind. Amen? Next verse says, So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. In the flesh shall be carnally minded now. Next verse says, but they are not in the flesh, but where? In the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. The proof that you are not a Christian is for you not to have the spirit. But if you have the spirit, you are in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Are you seeing this? Now I want you to meditate on this. You are not in the flesh. <laughs> you are not in the flesh. Can I say that again? <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, you know, Pastor, you know, we're just an ordinary human being. <laughs> you know, we're just an ordinary human being. Why did you talk like that? We are just, a... <laughs> you know, no, no, you see, no man is perfect. We are just ordinary human beings. And you think you're very spiritual saying that? You think that is humility? The Bible says, you are not. Say to yourself, I'm not in the flesh. Glory to God. 
Ye are not in the flesh, but where? In the spirit. Oh, glory. And look at what happened on the island of Patmos. The Bible says, John got the revelation. It was in the spirit where? On the last day. Meaning, when you come to be in the spirit, there are things you see that men can't see. You don't know where you are. I was in the spirit on the last day. And I had a voice. Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> you see, don't be, don't be unnecessarily humble <laughs> by always confessing that you, we are just mere men. We are, you see, we are just mere men. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. You got to say what God says about you. God say you are not. Hallelujah. You are not. That's what he said. You have to take that one and walk with it. I am not in the flesh. I am in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Praise God. Do you have the spirit of God in you? Now you are in the spirit because you have the spirit of God in your life. If any man have known the spirit of Christ, it's none of his. If you say you are not in the spirit, that means you are not a believer. If you say you are not in the spirit, that means you don't have the spirit of Christ dwelling in your life. You must stop those negative confessions. You are in the spirit. Hallelujah. Woo! Is anybody see what I'm talking about? So when I look at you, I, I'm seeing spirits. Glory to God. How do I know that? Because the spirit of Christ dwells where? In your life. I am in the spirit. I am not in the flesh. David, what are you talking about? God said that and I believe it. I've got to accept and believe what God says. Who I am. I am not in the flesh. I am in the spirit. What about those things you do which are yes, but your canon nature, that's your life. But remember, your spirit is born again and is sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Nothing can destroy that. Do you remember that? Everything you're going through which you feel is not spirit, it's just your soul realm that is working. But as far as the Holy Spirit of God is concerned, it's resident in your spirit, and that thing is sealed. Nothing can go in there, nothing can touch it, nothing can break it. Your spirit is sealed unto the day of redemption. What you're passing through that you feel is not spiritual, it's your soul. Your emotions, your carnal nature, in terms of, you know, what do you think? Nothing to do with the Spirit of God. You are in the Spirit. You are not in the flesh. Hallelujah. Praise God. So don't let people push all of those stuff into your head. You are just another human being. You know, sometimes you do some foolish things and say, but we are human, we are human. You get angry, you do silly things. And somebody says, but is that about, don't you know I'm a human being? I'm a human being, I still have flesh. Hmm. You are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. If you recognize that you are in the spirit, you will not respond to when flesh is trying to control you. Hallelujah. 
Look at the next verse. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead and because of sin, but the spirit is life because of what? Righteousness. Did you say that? Your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Which is Christ. Can you get that? Come on, can you get that? Because First Corinthians 1 verse 30 tells us Christ had made us all what? Righteousness. Your spirit is alive because of righteousness. Your soul might be biting every manner of things, emotion, negative spirit. I mean emotion can be attacking you. That does not stop your spirit from being righteous. <laughs> Hallelujah. What's the next verse? I'm going somewhere. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus, oh glory, Ephesians 1, Ephesians 1. Can you see that now? But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, oh glory, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bosom by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Praise God, somebody. Did you see that? Ephesians 1. We read that before. 20, 21. How many of you remember that? That the spirit that was in Christ, that power, raised him up. If that same spirit that raised up Christ from the grave, if that same spirit that made sure his body did not see corruption, do I see you? He shall give your body life, revitalize you, mortify your body, bring you to a place of glory. If that spirit, do I see you? Are you seeing this? <laughs> so, all you need is God. Let this energy flow. Mm. Now, you are sick. Let this energy flow. Are you, are you still with me, somebody? Praise God. Praise God. Is anybody following me? Let this life flow. Oh, think about that. Your body, you can talk to your body. Let this energy flow. That same power that raised up Christ is in me. Let it flow. Let it touch this sick body. It shall give life. It shall revitalize your physical body. It shall give strength to you if you are weak. No wonder the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Can you, can you accept this thing? <laughs> Hallelujah. I see healing taking place in your life. For knowledge makes men free. The truth shall set you free. From all forms of bondage and corruption. Hmm. Hallelujah. Come on. Can you see, see this? But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. How oh, glory. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken, give life. Can you take this place from the Amplified Translation? Let's just look at it. Amplified Translation. It shall give life to your mortal body. And look at what it says. If the spirit of him who raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, then he will raise up Christ from the dead. We also restore to your life or your mortal life short-lived perishable bodies through his spirit who dwells where? In you. There shall be restoration to your vessels, to your cells, to your cell structure. There shall be restoration. Why? Because the spirit that raised up Christ is resident in your life. Glory to God. 
We got to walk in this understanding. We got to live in this understanding. Praise God, somebody. Are you sitting there with me? Take that. Did you get it? Praise the living God. If that's energy, that energy, uh, uh, the Bible said, the body of Jesus did not seek corruption. What was the mystery? Because energy was in that body before he went to the grave. And when he got to the grave, the energy can be corrupted. It began to affect his physical body. The next day, he walked out of the grave. And that is your passion in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. If that's a spirit, not another. If that's a spirit, not a different one. If that's a spirit, the rays of Christ dwells in you. He shall give life. He shall give life. Oh, more. Life to your physical bodies. Life to your mortal bodies. Life to your perishing body. He shall give life. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, glory. Oh. Can anybody see this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I said, we can stop here. If, if that energy, oh, somebody need to catch this. Hallelujah. Are you sick in your body? Let your mind begin to minister to you now. I'm picking up the vibration of the spirit. Energy welling up. And you see life coming to your physical body. Strength is coming. Restoration is coming. Oh glory. This same body is bringing forth the place of glorification. Can anybody catch what I'm talking about? If that's a spirit. Elder, can you say this? If that's a spirit that picked Jesus from the grave. No, no, no. Corruption couldn't take place. My God couldn't come in. Nothing can happen to the body. Because something was in Jesus' body. And the same thing that was in Jesus' body is resident right now in your body. It is, oh come on. He gave all this is inheritance that is given to the saint. And that same spirit is working right now in your body. You need to know it. You need to see it. You need to understand it. Come on somebody. You can lay your hands on yourself. If you're sick right now, something is going to happen to you. A change is coming. You are just discovering this for the first time. I'm saying there's a mighty power of God that is resident in your body that can bring transformation to all of your being. Praise God. It is that same spirit that is of Christ. Mm. Out of his fullness have we all received grace for grace. Grace to get healed. Grace to live strong. Grace to live long. Out of that spirit have we all received. Grace for grace. Is anybody catching this? Out of that same spirit. Oh God. The Bible talks about renewing your youth. It says you renew your youth. Out of that spirit. Your youth is being renewed. New life is coming into you. Out of that same spirit. The rays of Christ is transforming you. Your eyes that you were not seeing before. You're beginning to see more clearly. Your ears are opening. Out of that spirit. That dwells in you. is touching your womb right now. The womb that was not producing. Life is coming to a womb. Out of that spirit. Out of that spirit. 
out of the spirit. You can't talk before. Now you can talk out of the spirit. Glory to God, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 Whoever told you are going to die young, it's a lie. Woo! Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Whoever told you are going to die young, that is a lie. Out of this belly, throwing life, life, not death, life, not death, out of the spirit. Glory to God. Can somebody hear this? Oh, glory, glory. Ah, I feel like preaching. For people to catch this out of the abundance of that spirit, that same spirit that raised up Christ. Are you listening to me? Can you hear me? <laughs> out of that same spirit, life is coming. Even as you're looking at me, life is coming. As you're listening, life is coming. Something is happening on your inside. You can't know it. You can't understand it. Oh, come on, come on. Are you following this? Out of that same spirit. No, 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 let me, let me. Maybe I need to help you. You know, if some of you, when you are sick, what do you do? You go to the doctor, he gives you a capsule. What you see is a capsule, a little tablet. He gives it to you. You take it in. And that's all. What's the next thing? There is power in that little capsule. By the time it breaks down in your body, it begins to flow. If you had headache, it's going. If you have fever, it's going. What you took was a capsule, a little tablet. Now, I'm saying the same thing. You take the Holy Spirit, it's on your inside. Out of that Holy Spirit, it's touching every aspect of your diseases, of your sicknesses, of your infirmity. There is healing taking place in your body. You may not know it, you are living here healed in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, glory, glory. You know what happens sometimes when healing is taking place, you'll be wondering. You know, when you take medicine for fever, you should be checking yourself. Am I still hot? Am I cold? But the tablet is working. Am I still feeling heat? The tablet is working. You touch your forehead. Is it still warm? The tablet is working. Are you getting what I'm talking about? By the time you say, I am here, it has taken a few times. The Holy Spirit is working right now. You may not know what is going on. You may not understand what is going on. But man, at the end of the day, you will know that you have been restored. You know that you have recovered. You know that you have been delivered. You know that you have been set free. You know that healing has taken place. It came in one by one, bit by bit, out of His grace. Come on, somebody stand up. I need you to understand what I'm talking about. Out of this abundance of the Spirit, we are receiving grace for grace. So, what is it you're thinking about right now? What is it you want? What is it you want? What is it you're thinking about? Out of that Spirit shall flow right now. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Begin to talk to your Father. Yes, Lord. Talk to your Father. 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 Out of that abundance of the Spirit. Healing is taking place right now. Healing is taking place. Come in the mic. Healing is taking place. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. Healing is taking place right now, right now, right now, right now. Rombo Baba Shatara Saka Prasa. 
Your mind has been renewed. Your mind has been renewed. Something is happening to you right now. You don't know it. But I'm telling you, something is happening. You is watching by Sarekat. You are getting set free. You are getting delivered. I see you be healed. I see you be set free right now. As you watch, as you listen, receive hope. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just minister healing right now to your body. Lay hands on that spot. Without understanding, the flow, the flow, the flow, the flow of the spirit is coming right now. Minister healing right now. Yes, minister healing. Minister healing. You have been set free. You've been set free. You've been set free. You've been set free. Everything you were unable to do before, by the power of the Holy Ghost right now, you are going to be able to do it. Oh, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, glory. Glory, glory. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Glory, glory. What you were not doing before, speak out. Touch that spot. Many are healing right now. The Holy Ghost is available. It's setting you free. That same spirit. That same spirit. That same spirit. I'm talking of the same spirit. The one that raised up Christ. Is that same spirit? Yes, 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 yes. Is that same spirit? Is that same spirit? Is that same spirit? Is that same spirit? Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.